Marshall slides it around the rim. He's got Eichel, top of the left circle, closing in. He shoots, he scores! Jack Eichel, power play goal! Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Watt looks up, taps it back, Dodonov in the middle, he shoots, he scores! Jubilation! Vegas in overtime! Chevrolet, Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios, and live at LVSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. From Section 104, T-Mobile Arena, Vegas Golden Knights, Vancouver Canucks, game two of a three-game set uh, spread over to nine days. It's going to make or break one of these two teams' playoff hopes, and right now Vegas <laughs> has the upper hand on it. Uh, we'll see what happens tonight. Darren Millard along with Ryan Wallace on the VGK Insider Show, hour number two. And here is uh, a real pleasure. Didn't want to tee it because I wasn't sure it would actually happen, but John Garrett, yes. uh, longtime goaltender uh, and also analyst uh, at Sportsnet, my own pal, who uh, I was just telling Ryan that we almost got fired one night for selling T-shirts on the Yes, <laughs> yes. I remember that. Outside the crease. Outside the uh, crease. Darren Millard, John Garrett, outside the crease. Yeah. Uh, that was a great idea. And, uh, how many people are doing that now? We were yeah, way ahead way of our ahead time. of our time. <laughs> and uh, I, I didn't even realize we were in trouble until I got to work the next day oh, and I the know. boss wasn't happy. Yeah, really. Uh, that would have worked, too. It was crazy. <laughs> and now everybody, yeah, everybody's got their own little merchandise we, <laughs> we had no idea about how to get them made or no selling remember he, ma- he made us get some made to uh, to fulfill orders I, I still have mine do you still have yours yes nice. sitting around somewhere somewhere uh so john garrett does the uh the tv work uh for the vancouver connects uh has forever with john shorthouse uh where where does your team and we'll get to reminiscing and we'll only keep it yeah. for a couple of minutes because i know you got to get busy but uh uh Where's your team's expectations at coming into tonight? It's pretty low now. Yeah. Uh, if they had won in regulation in Vancouver last game, uh, I think the hopes would have been up. They went on the four-game trip that was uh, they got five points out of a possible eight. They beat Dallas in Dallas. Uh, they beat Colorado in Colorado. Nobody does that. No. They played really well, and that's why uh, I think when they got home and – uh, they had Vegas and they Vegas three times, and they were looking at Vegas and saying, "Okay, if we can beat Vegas three times in regulation, yeah." And uh, Dallas has those games in hand. It's a tall, it was a tall order, uh, but they just and they came back in the Vegas game. I mean, they were down two nothing going into the third. Came back. You ever see a goal like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had one. You did? Oh, I let one in. Dave Keon <laughs> taking a face off, and I know I'm, I'm old, but Dave Keon played with me in Hartford and yeah. Minnesota. But uh, in Hartford, uh, on his backhand, and you know what a great backhand mm-hmm. he had, he pulled it clean, and it wasn't tipped or anything. He just blew it over my Beat shoulder. Ya. Beat me. And so he goes out, and then the next face off that he comes out for, uh, he goes in the face off dot, and then he – the linesman getting ready to drop it. He turns around, skates back to me, and he goes, are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> How did you take that? I laughed. <laughs> uh, you know, I, and he was he, he was kind of smirking, too. So it, it was uh, all in good fun. <laughs> and if you know Dave Keon, there's not a whole lot of good fun. But, uh, yeah, uh, I've seen that happen before. And, and that's the danger of uh, guys drawing on the backhand. Uh, now, do you think Horvat ever touched it? Uh, no. 
No, but he's the closest guy to it. That's not a rule, you know. Doesn't exist. The rule does not exist. Okay, so who gets the goal then? Nobody? No, it's they, the, the official score has to give it to somebody, so they said give it to the face-off person. But the actual rule, like face-off or closest to the puck, yeah, that determinate doesn't exist. Really? Nope. I looked it up. I talked to everybody, referees, yeah. everybody. The uh, That actual okay, terminology so, uh, do, uh, doesn't you're exist. You're telling me, you're telling me that... A guy shoots it in his own net, they can just give it to anybody on the ice. They have. Well, it would be the last person that touched it. But in this case, they're just yeah, giving it to it. whoever. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I get you. Who got I Who got you. the goal when Keon beat you? Uh, the other centerman. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I phoned uh, the office. They, uh, they don't want to call it the war room. Situation room. Situation room. Yeah. Uh, and about the double minor thing, mm. too, where the Canucks scored. Right at the two-minute mark. The, well, the two seconds. That and, was on that goal. Uh, yeah, and they were saying that uh, our good friend Mike Murphy mm-hmm. answered the phone, and he said that because it was on the exact second. Then it expires? That it expires. Where the old rule used to be uh, 10 years ago, that if it was on the exact second, that penalty had expired. And so... This is. It was a big break for Vegas. Uh, oh, on that. it was, yeah, yeah, because they they had said that first penalty expired, hmm. and now that's the new rule. The old rule, it would have been the penalty was still in effect, so they would have been still shorthanded for you another and I two haven't minutes. haven't done this in a long time, and we're still trying to one up <laughs> each other uh, with things. Uh, John Garrett's with us, Vancouver Canucks broadcaster, with uh, Ryan and you being the old goalie too, and all these pointers that I give you about. <laughs> I remember oh, shoot, shoot. Uh, look at the side of the screen. Yeah, look at the side screen. of the screen, and you always go right-hand shot. Yeah. It's easier for him to shoot straight rather than cross his body. So the old goalie, you, you always go. So uh, every now and then I get to practice with our guys. <laughs> yes. And when they do tip drills, in my head, I swear to God, mm-hmm. is John Garrett <laughs> saying, look to the side of the shooter when he's on the forehand. Yes. And I always, always do it. It do. doesn't always work, but no. that's what I do. That's right. Sometimes I just go over and stand on that yeah, side. Yeah, you get out of the way. Of course, the equipment off. is so much better now. You, oh, you don't my get goodness. Hurt. Yeah. Let's not, right. let's not go. Remember that time on our outside the crease thing where we measured a catching glove? Yes. And we had the big net. <laughs> the, the, oh, man. We should bring that back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we should. We we got a. We built ourselves a low budget show. Mm-hmm. I, I know this is high budget. This is. I mean, huge. Look, look at, at my lamp. Look at the studio <laughs> look, look you've got lamp. here. Look at the studio. I mean, come on. This yeah. is a high budget. We got show. a velvet rope. Yeah, and you got food right over there. Yeah. I mean, this is. This oh, is we're not allowed budget. to eat that. No. no. <laughs> you pay ten bucks. You yeah. can eat it. But anyway, you're not. <laughs> We built a, we got a bamboo, pieces of bamboo, <laughs> so we could make an arc on, uh, and show what a catching glove used to be and what a catching glove the measurements were. <laughs> the circum- <laughs> circumference. And, uh, yeah, and we were <laughs> trying to explain it, and we both got the giggles, and it was yeah. just, oh. It was, it, it was a, supposed to be a five-minute segment every week. Yeah. We went 15, and it took 35 to record. <laughs> Does it, that doesn't sound like you at yeah. all, Darren. Not, uh, not even a little bit. It was still, better, uh, it was still much uh, quicker than two minutes with Kiprios. Yes. Oh, I know. Oh, anyway, Nick. we're yeah. reminiscing. Uh, yeah. Ryan. So it, I, I guess kind of for me, like when it, when it comes to the Vancouver Canucks this season, obviously the coaching change, the, the run of play that this team has had yeah. under Bruce Boudreaux, has been fantastic. Yes. If, if he was the coach at the beginning of the season, this team would be right in or comfortably in a playoff spot. So 
I think the biggest question surrounding the Vancouver Canucks is, is Bruce the guy moving forward? Well, they're 11 games over 500 since yeah. he took over. Yeah. They were eight under. So, to me, the only thing is because they made the wholesale change, and I think that's one of the reasons it really worked for the Canucks and not so much for Philadelphia, mm-hmm. not so much for Winnipeg, uh, what they do. They just promoted an assistant coach. Yeah. So you got the same voice, the same uh, GMs, the same. But uh, Jim Rutherford came in, and he, he and Bruce Boudreaux, he had never had Bruce Boudreaux as, as one of his coaches in the places he'd been, Carolina or Pittsburgh. Yeah. And But Bruce's reputation and his record speaks for itself. And it, it was a breath of fresh air for the team. But I really wonder whether uh, Jim and Patrick Alvine, who is a GM now, have somebody in the Pittsburgh organization or mm. from the Carolina organization that they have in mind that they know. Yeah. And with you look around the league, there's going to be 10 coaching jobs. Well, maybe not 10, but there will be 7 to 10 coaching jobs at the end of the season. Yeah. And Bruce would be, okay, Chuck Fletcher in Philly. Had Bruce in Minnesota, and they had great success. Yeah. Uh, Bruce is from Toronto. If the Leafs go out in the first round, do you think they're not going to change their coach? He interviewed for an assistant coaching job there last year, yeah. And uh, Pat Verbeek in Anaheim, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know whether Dallas will be back. Dallas Eakin will be back. I doubt it. I would think Pat Verbeek would want a new coach, a new face, and Bruce would be a candidate for there. And, but you go up and down the list, there, there's going to be a whole bunch more. And Winnipeg. We don't know about Winnipeg. Exactly. What's going to happen there. Uh, by the way, is it true Bruce has an out too? Like He signed a two-year contract with uh, a team option, and I think Bruce has an option yes. too. Yes. So he, he kind of – saw maybe the writing on the wall. He, he has dreamt about Toronto. Oh, I know. I know. So, and, and that's not and a wrong thing. No, and, and, and he wants to coach. Uh, like, I think he would like a three-year deal. Like, yeah. most coaches get a three-year deal. And even at his age, uh, I think, with his track record, he'd want a three-year deal. And I, I think where he signs is, is going to be. But if he signed in Philly, which is rebuilding, they'd give him a three-year deal. For sure. Uh, what do you think of Vegas, uh, the job that uh, that's happened here with all the injuries? So what's what's the outsider's opinion of Vegas being in the playoff hunt despite missing all these players? Well, and their star players. Yeah. Their top two scorers from last year. And their goaltender, who has missed most of the season. Yeah. And uh, so I think that it gives, <laughs> gives their coaching staff an out for sure and gives ownership an out for sure. But uh, come next season, if they get off to a bad start. Would you want to play them in the playoffs? Or would you be fine with it? Uh, they got Martinez back. And, yeah. Uh, McNabb is back. they so got an NHL defense now. Yeah. They've NHL got goalie. A, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know without – if Pacioretty and Stone come back, I wouldn't want to play them. Mm-hmm. But if they don't, then uh, they basically are a one-line team. You like him traveling again? I haven't seen you. Oh, no, we're two games back to back, and then we're home for the rest of the year. Really? Yeah. That's it? Yeah. 
I, could, I don't even get to take you out in the town? No. Like you and I rocking <laughs> Vegas together? I know. I Jack know. in the box for sure. Oh, Jack in the box. We went to Shake Shack today. Oh, you did? So, like we don't have Shake Shacks in Canada. You know yeah. that. So we went, it's right there. It's right, it's right there. <laughs> what do you get? Usually, oh, uh, shake, a uh, shack burger yeah. with bacon, <laughs> fries, and what's it called? Shake shack. So a chocolate shake naturally to go with it. Come on. Cheech has gone through like months without using <laughs> utensils. metal utensils. I went one day, I had a, I had a playoff run. Uh, Chris Cuthbert, myself, and Scott Russell. And uh, I live in Vancouver, and it was back east. And, and every series that I did went seven games, so mm-hmm. I never got a chance to go back. So uh, I, just as a joke, started off saying, okay, uh, I'm not going to use utensils this whole trip, and we'll see how it goes. And I just kept staying on the road, and it was like 44 days with no <laughs> utensils. Uh, it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. You wouldn't have had any teeth left after ripping all those ketchup packets. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you always go to a restaurant that has a plastic bottle of ketchup. (laughs) You're not ripping ripping, ripping these little things out. Come on. (laughs) You you always go to the diners or find some late-night dive that's got the plastic ketchup bottles. Uh, What time do you got to go? Do you got to go now? Uh, Yeah, I I should probably go now. Okay. Uh, One more for you, though. Uh, Okay, fire away. Okay, I just want to know, who's outside of Colorado, who is the best team in the West? I would say right now, mm-hmm. Calgary Flames. The only thing I would question about the Calgary Flames is, uh, can Jacob Markstrom? And you know him. You've, I you've do know covered him. Covered him for a long time. And uh, can he be mentally strong enough in the playoffs to get on a run and and play four series? That that to me that would be the only thing with that team because they're a good deep team and. Uh, the acquisitions they made at the trade deadline and uh, Tyler Toffoli uh, is a good Daryl Sutter kind of player yeah. and uh, they're big. And that's the thing with the Canucks. Like, you watch the Canucks play and and they play against even Colorado and Colorado's not a real big team. But they played against St. Louis and St. Louis just manhandled. And uh, Colorado, the same thing. Big and deep and the Canucks just... Uh, okay, Connor Garland and Nick Patan and uh, good skilled but little players, five foot eight, 160 pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elias Pettersson, uh, talented, talented player, weighs a buck seventy. Uh, they just need some size. I was a buck seventy once. <laughs> when you were fifteen, yeah. <laughs> Half of it was my hair too. Uh, John and John used to keep me sane when we go on the road and. Uh, because we had a, a group oh. that, that tended to wander and oh. tended to not exactly be focused, so I'm I'm my, my remember wife. when we picked up uh, Colby Armstrong? Oh yes, <laughs> for the playoffs the one year in Pit- <laughs> it was Pittsburgh, uh, Detroit, Detroit, and we drove back and forth from Pittsburgh to Detroit, <laughs> rented van, and here yeah. we are, uh, there and myself, Nick Kiprios. Who's stimulating conversation <laughs> and uh <laughs> our producer was bobby torrens yeah. and uh and uh, colby armstrong became part of our crew uh, it was just oh well that was man. the year colby got traded from pittsburgh to atlanta mm. at the deadline or near the deadline and then he came back we hired him to work the stanley cup final yeah. with us and pittsburgh's in the stanley cup final colby's part of our group and he he started i i t- talked to him about it all the time but he started crying because he knew what he what he missed out, yeah. And then 
Grandpa Cheech had to take him yes. off to the side yeah. and just give him a, give him a good. Uh, hey, hey, you got your chance. You're young. Uh, yeah, no. You never got Sorry. a chance. <laughs> Sorry, where are you close again? <laughs> Um, uh, I'm going to say goodbye to John. Uh, you take it uh, with, uh, what's his name back at the studio? Chapman. Chapman. Uh, Chapman. And uh, I'll be back in two seconds. But, Cheech, thanks for doing this, buddy. No problem. No problem. Have a good call tonight. I guess I can have free nachos when yeah, I leave. Yeah, just yeah. Okay. Take, just take, grab, take anything you want. <laughs> grab a couple of beer, too, when you're, when you're walking by the flight deck. Okay. <laughs> Darren Millard. Always, always fun talking to... Darren Millard and the ghost of Darren Millard's past. What do you what do you what do you make of that, Chapman? It certainly gives us uh, ammunition, right? So, uh, like like knowing that Darren Millard is kind of well, he's not this good a, a goober. He is a goober, yeah. you know. Like like yeah. I I think I don't know if Canadians use the word goober to describe people like Darren. <laughs> we'll we'll have to find out. Like we'll we'll have to talk to someone like Shane Knighty or 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 Gary Lawless and find out what's the word that Canadians would use to describe Gary Law or uh Darren. Well, I'll tell you this. Like any time Darren brings on someone that knew him when he was getting Oh, they trash or, him and it's great. Early early on in his career. I think the 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 biggest takeaways that I have in those moments is um that obviously Darren has been around for a long, long time, a long, 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 long time, <laughs> a long, a very, very long time doing this. Uh, a lot longer than, than, than he than he wants you to know. Yeah, but but there there are moments and there are stories, and I think that digging into those stories as best we can is really what we owe to our audience, right? Like any time we get what was Darren like at 22 or 27 or 30. I think those are the, the, the questions and those are the things that everybody wants to know. So getting John Garrett on here and, you know, granted, we did get a lot of insight there on Bruce Boudreaux, the, the Vancouver Canucks, what we kind of expect for that team moving forward. And, and I, I personally feel like the Vancouver Canucks are going to look very different next year uh, from what they look like tonight against the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, but it's, it's always the, the, the idea of what Darren was like early on in his career and the stories that are left untold that I'm telling you right now, I'm going to dig up. I promise every single person that's listening to this right now, I'm going to dig up Darren Millard's stories. We're going to have them here for the show, and it's going to be fantastic because that's what everyone deserves here. Right, yeah, Chapman? yeah. I, I, I think knowing some of the skeletons that are in his closet are always are always fun to hear. Like, it doesn't matter who we bring on from, from Darren's past. They always have a story where it's absolutely humiliating for him. But I will say this. Despite being totally embarrassing, you know that he was loving every single minute of it while he was doing it. So I, I can't hate because, you know what, if you're going to do embarrassing stuff, at least have fun. And and I, I guess that's kind of the way I, I roll, too. Like, hey, you know what, I don't care if... if People look at it and they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe he did that. Like, just have fun with it. You know, like, like we don't do something that's serious. We're not performing surgery. We're, we're, we're not lawyers. We're not doctors. So we're not police officers. So have fun at work, you know, that, and that's kind of what Darren does. I think, unfortunately, he, he finds himself in a little bit of hot water sometimes when he, when he does these things. Are you surprised that Darren has pivoted so hard off of Positivity Alley? Oh, it, well, I mean... It, it it was it was, I think seeing what happened last night. You know, he went in. Hey, we got three games where we can make up some ground, and 
I think midway through the third period of the Sharks game, he's like, oh, boy, this is not going to be a good night. Pivot, I don't think, is the word. He, like, careened off of positivity <laughs> alley into realistic cavern or realistic canyon, you know? No, so, it's real. You're paying, you're no, realistic road, I know. but but road. Come on. Yeah, I know, but but he, he drove off the road, and he went into a ditch. Yes, he, he really did. It's like so, depression ditch for Darren so Millard Chad, right now. Chabin, you haven't had much room on, on this program yet to talk about tonight's game. Now, we, we've kind of set it up, right? Like, the, this is a really big moment, I think, for the Vegas Golden Knights in their quest uh, to make the playoffs because you get a win here. You're two points back of the L.A. Kings. That takes care of your game in hand. So you, you, you've got ten games to make up two points on, on a Kings team that – has struggled recently because of all the injuries and because of kind of everything that's going on surrounding that team. Like I look at this as one of the most important games in the regular season for the Vegas Golden Knights because this game really ratchets up the pressure on LA to continue to perform, to continue to find wins. And I think when you look at the Golden Knights schedule, like it it, kind of bears out well for them down that final 10 game stretch. So I think tonight, like I'm not going to say must win because you've got runway here, but this is one where if you're the Golden Knights, you want to do anything you can to get two points and get that 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 one game cushion between you and the LA Kings. Well, and and that's the key because I think Darren could be positivity alley. Ryan and Chapman are more realistic road. And I think it's unrealistic to think that this team wins 16 straight games to go into the playoffs. Like it, it just doesn't seem like that's possible. So I think you have to look for spots where these are games against teams you absolutely have to beat. Like I think you, 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 you can. We can look ahead, right? The players aren't looking ahead, but you and I can look ahead, and we see some potential pitfalls. The Alberta road swing, the last three games of the season, which are all on the road, and two of them are against playoff teams or a team fighting for the playoffs. So, a game like tonight is one where where you look at it and you circle it and you say, "All right, this is one this team has to win," because. If you do stumble in one of those potential pitfall games, at least you have a win here. You don't want to lose this game and then potentially lose some of those pitfall games because that's how you lose ground. I think it's 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 a pivotal game for a lot of reasons because then you, you, you go back on the road. Or, I'm sorry, you have Arizona at home on Saturday. There's another team where you circle, you're like, all right, we got to beat these guys too. Then you go on the road for a few, and I think these next five games – are really going to have a huge impact on what happens because you've got the game against Edmonton. That's that's a potential for, for making up some ground. And you look at who L.A. has in their next few games, and you see some games where they could stumble as well. So this is one they have to win. And I, 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 I mean, I can't paint the picture any better than that. It's an absolute must-win game for the Golden Knights. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not going must win. I think it's important. I think it's a big one. I think if you're Vegas, you certainly want it. But, you know, you've got plenty of time down the stretch. Again, you're looking at four points. That's doable. That is overcomable. I, you know, again, I'm not buying into the wild card just yet because I think that it's a situation where I know you can't bank the points for games for games in hand but you look at points percentage you can kind of pencil those in and I just really think that that's going to be difficult to overcome I I, I don't think Dallas is going to implode I don't think Nashville is going to implode so I, I think through the Pacific's the right way to go and for the Golden Knights you get this win I think it really dials up the pressure but I don't think it's must win I'm not 
in that situation well, I, just yet. I, I, I think where where you have to, to kind of look at this, though, is they've got two of the next three games against this team. The possibility of them slipping in one of these games against Vancouver, look, at, at some point, and you and I were talking about it before we went on the air today, this team has never lost to Vancouver in regulation. At some point, you have to think, just based on percentages, that they're going to slip up against the Canucks. At some point, the Canucks are going to play a great game, and these guys aren't going to have their best game. You That's just, negative. Well, you're, <laughs> you're, you careened off there, Positivity there Alley, and you're in Depression Ditch. So I, Sorry, I, uh, <laughs> I got talking. Well, you, you kind of got the indication that Cheech and I can go down a rabbit hole of, of no, storytelling not at all. and all oh, that yes. stuff. So I, I wanted knew, more I, stories of you as a youth. <laughs> 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 well, Cheech didn't really know me when I was that. Well, I guess he did uh, in my uh, in my twenties, in my mid twenties. Yeah, he would have known me. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need John's number. Like not not anything that's gonna come back to bite you on this program, but no. it's just something that you know, a couple stories, a little bit of dirt. That's all I really need. Oh, he was good. He, he, you could tell him. Okay, our weekly segment. You could say, what are we gonna talk about? Okay, the. Um, uh, the blue line. Uh, oh, we got to talk about the blue line. We're going to change the colors of the blue line. And he would give you an argument for 10 minutes mm-hmm. about how the blue line should be green, and you would be convinced that it was his lifelong passion. Like He could sell you on anything and mm-hmm. not believe it at all, but perform on, on TV. I always loved that uh, that part of him. Because like, you you the last thing you want to do is two guys up there agreeing. And that's the shortest segment in the world. Sure. And and, and most boring. So uh, he, he, he's awesome that way. He's gone a little gray, though. He's gone au naturel. He, he was famous for the dips, uh, for getting the hair color every now and then. And it, it wouldn't, wouldn't really work that that well. It's funny you're saying that all now. Oh, no. I, 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 I would say that to him then, too. Like uh, fresh fresh drip, uh, fresh dip, uh, Cheech. Uh, a little, little red. The, yeah, the Col- they got the combination wrong again. The Colby Armstrong thing was pretty fascinating. Oh, that was uh, that was good, and it was Colby's first time doing media, so he also enjoyed um, like the non-game nights. Yeah, and so well, he had, the fun, the yeah, fun the, the, the the fun parts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then course. Kipper would would go out and try and keep company. Sure. So then they both show up the next day. Uh huh. Or not? Okay. Maybe sometime the next day, <laughs> or not. <laughs> it depends. Uh, but uh, but with with Doug McLean and Nick Kiprios and John Garrett, boy, did we have some fun over the years. But but Cheech would keep me calm because mm-hmm. I had a tendency to get a little excited when when everybody wasn't pulling on the rope at the same same time. That doesn't sound like you. I at know. All. I know. I've really mellowed over the years. You seem to have. Uh, I've really mellowed, but I was, uh, I was, I was a little bit, uh, what do you want it? Short fused. Oh no. I feel like I'm more similar to you now. <laughs> oh yeah. You're way more. You, you're totally similar. I see a lot of, uh, my, me and you. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. So, so think of that right now. Don't I'm stop, you. Stop it. In, in 10 years, I'm uh, you. Chapman, what do you think of that? I think it's terrifying for Ryan to think that in 10 years he could be you. I know. Isn't that awesome? So you should be nicer to me. Uh, let's uh, let's take a break. Uh, Golden Knights up against the – boy, this uh, this show took a side trip. But I love <laughs> – like John Garrett is one of my favorite. Like the guy played with Dave Keon and yeah. Gordie Howe. Yeah. Oh, I, like he's got Dave Keon, Gordie Howe stories. Yeah. One of the great Gordie Howe stories, he came to training camp in 50. 
and everybody had to run the mile mm-hmm. around the track. Yeah. And Gordy didn't have to do it. It's Gordy Howe. And somebody said, how come Gordy doesn't have to do it? And the coach said, when you're 50 at training camp, you don't have to do it either. <laughs> uh, and Jock Air was part of that uh, that team, the old Whalers. Uh, and uh, John had, when he backed up in Quebec City, he would, uh, Nordiques, he would never play the home games because Danny Bouchard played all the home games. Yeah. So there's no way Cheech was ever playing in those games. So he would have the uh, hot dogs stuffed into his pads. And every period he would eat a hot dog. And in the uh, the third period one <laughs> night, Dan Bouchard <laughs> took himself out of the game. And Cheech didn't have time to get the hot dog out of his pads. Come on. So he had to go in and play in a National Hockey League game for the Quebec Nordiques with hot dog yeah. in his his goal pads yeah. between his knee and his socks and the bread and stuff like that. And he had to wait till the media cleared out before he could get, <laughs> uh, get undressed after that game at the, the Coliseum uh, because he had beat up wrapper and hot dog and ketchup and relish and, and all that kind of stuff oh, they were, inside his they leg pad. They were dressed up in, in the Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He would, and he would, he would, oh, and he would, and he would just leave them right down by his knee, just tucked in there so the coach wouldn't see. <laughs> and then when, when the play went to, to the other end, uh, he would sneak a bite during the play. It was brilliant. Wow. That's amazing. What do you, what do you think Pete would do if Logan Thompson snuck a hot dog uh, onto the bench? I mean, listen, Logan Thompson is seven and four, and and he's a Fine. big, he's a big reason why the Golden Knights are are kind of pushing here. So, I think Pete would lean into it. I don't think it'd be a big deal. <laughs> Go ahead, eat your hot dog. You know what I'd do? Hey, sharesy. Sharesies. Okay. Come on, sharesies. Yeah. Uh, we'll take a break. We got uh, one timers coming up. News and notes from around the National Hockey League. As the Golden Knights get set to take on the Vancouver Canucks, you heard it from John Garrett. Uh, they're fragile. Uh, this is Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insiders Show. Timers brought to you by Paul Powell, Paul Powell Law, more lawyer, less fee. Darren Millard, Ryan Wallace here in Section 104 looking ahead to the pregame show of the Vegas Golden Knights against the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, that's coming up at the top of the hour as the Golden Knights will try to all but end the, the Vancouver Canucks uh, chase for a playoff spot. Uh, the best part about tonight's game is that we can all focus on tonight's game. And what I mean by that is the out-of-town scoreboard kind of takes a night off uh, when it comes to the Western Conference uh, playoff race. Winnipeg is in action, but they're really in dire straits uh, right now in the same situation as the Vancouver Canucks, where Winnipeg basically has to win every game in, in their last uh, 12 that they'll play this year. Uh, they're trailing the Detroit Red Wings, but again, uh, I don't give Winnipeg a, a lot of chance I mean, Vancouver's at about 2% when you look at all those formulas that, that come out. Vegas is 54% chance to make the playoffs, and they're, they're a point out uh, right now. But that gives you an idea of where Vancouver and Winnipeg are. Uh, 2% chance of the Blues and Kraken also playing tonight, but I, I say that just because uh, it was the first game that I looked down at. Calgary. There's, there, Calgary came up big the other night, but they're a little bit beat up. There is beat up right now as they've been all season 
Yeah. Uh, they take on the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, we'll see where they are uh, down the stretch. But that, well, all Calgary is trying to do right now is just stay healthy. Uh, tomorrow, uh, 2 o'clock, and then 5.30, just after 5.30, we have two very important hockey games. The Frozen Four, the semifinals of the NCAA Men's Hockey Tournament, uh, will take place at TD Garden in Boston. And you've got, which, which is strange, it's a great hockey town yeah. for college hockey with all those historic franchises, but none of them are involved this year. It's just uh, one of those off years. Uh, you've got Michigan, the Wolverines, mm -hmm. by far and away. Uh, last year they were great and got COVID, and they were not allowed to participate in the tournament. This year, they've got uh, just loaded with prospects. Yeah. It's it's crazy, the separation between Michigan and everybody else. Uh, but they will take on the Denver Pioneers, DU, uh, in semifinal number one. And in semifinal number two, you have the University of Minnesota Gophers against uh, Minnesota State Mankato. Uh, the Mavericks in the other semifinal just worked out that uh, you had two Minnesota teams in one semifinal. One member of the Vegas Golden Knights organization or prospect uh, taking part in this tournament and that is Brendan Brisson from Michigan. Uh, we know him from uh, his time with USA at uh, the Beijing Olympic Winter Games. Uh, Brisson is likely playing his final two games if he gets to the final uh, of his NCAA career. I'm, I'm by the looks of it, look, it, reading tea leaves, uh, nothing official yet. But there's going to be a whole whack of players from that Michigan team turn pro uh, as as soon as uh, Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine so. Um, you know, you look at... I, and I, I say that about Brisson because I'm excited to see him. Yeah, I, I mean, I get it. I, I do. Um, it'll be interesting to see kind of what happens uh, at the end. Uh, I think for, for Michigan, obviously, the... the season has to end with two more wins um, that's what you're you're looking at for, for the Michigan Wolverines uh, but you know beyond that and, and specifically when it comes to Brendan Brisson um, how quickly does he make that decision I would imagine pretty quickly if uh, if you're also uh, you know national champions and then um, then it becomes what do I do here what can I do how can I how can I continue to ride this wave and ride it all the way to the NHL um, the depleted Vegas Golden Knights team. You've got the Henderson Silver Knights. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Brendan Brisson after the weekend. Can't talk to him. Uh, well, you can have correspondence with him, and uh, we, we know that there's uh, all kinds of uh, uh, ways that uh, that uh, is uh, is legal. Because remember, college used to be so buttoned down where there couldn't be any discussion uh, between athletes and, and pro teams. But Will Nickel uh, has been uh, in contact. Uh, they'll they'll have a, a strategy and. With Brendan's dad being uh, one of the preeminent agents in, in the National Hockey League, um, will uh, they'll they'll have everything the, everything mapped out. He's a sophomore this year, uh, great in the power play. But if you're looking to see a big part of the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, maybe uh, near future as well as long-term future, uh, watch that one. ESPN tomorrow, two o'clock uh, is the DU Michigan game, and then at uh, 5:30 is the second semifinal between Minnesota State and uh, University of Minnesota. So that's going to be, I'm going to be watching the first game, then I'm going to be with you, and then I'll catch the end of the second game uh, on ESPN. It's big day, and then the Masters starts it all off. The Champions Dinner was last night. Oh. A wonderful uh, dinner. 
Uh, what would you serve did you, did at you, your champion's dinner? Did you eat it? Uh, no. Oh. You have to win the Masters. Oh, that's weird. That's How did you know it was a wonderful dinner? I went dinner. to the Masters one time. Yeah. Oh, did you? And I, I, I crossed the border. I flew out of Buffalo. Yeah. So I was going uh, across the border in my vehicle. And the, the border agent said, uh, what's uh, your business in the States? I said, I'm going to the Masters. What's that? I said, well, it's a golf tournament. I'm going down there. And she said, roll down the windows. And I did. And they said, going to a golf tournament? You don't have clubs. Yeah. They thought they had me. Yeah. They thought they had me. Yeah. Didn't have me. No. I said, I'm just going to go watch. Yeah. Just going to take Not uh, an athlete. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not going to. What would you serve at your, Will, uh, today at the at the office, Gordon Weigers was uh, talking about this. Uh-huh. And so we were going around. What would you serve if you won and everybody had to came and, uh, and celebrate and it was your idea. To, you had to set the menu. <laughs> uh, it would be it would be sushi. Oh, like it would just be the best sushi. Actually, I had that last night. That he was on. That was on the menu. What? Yep. Oh, no. Yeah. Cool. Uh, it would quite frankly, quite literally, be just the best sushi you could get. Hmm. That would be it. That's it. Yeah, that'd be it. That'd be it. Hmm. So and like finish with you know like really good pizza and then maybe oh that's maybe a, maybe a chocolate cake. So I think oh. you, you, you got to mention what Matsuyama had on the menu because I'm looking at it and I, I think I I would be a glutton. I would I would eat and eat till I exp- it would be like so uh, the Monty no, Python no real difference from a normal. Well day. well so for appetizers he had sushi sashimi yeah. and nigiri. Oh, and okay. yakitori chicken it. skewers. Yeah, so, so miso glazed black cod in a dashi broth. Yep. Mizuyaki wagyu beef. beef. Yeah. Ribeye. Yeah. With uh, minced mushrooms and vegetables and Sancho daikon ponzu, which sounds delicious. First uh, Japanese winner of, of the Masters. What would you do, uh, Chapman? Um, what would you do with your, I'm going burgers and, and great fries. No. What, well, hold on, hold on. What, what's a great fry? Uh, no, I, I need really to know. crispy, uh, maybe some curly in there. So, yeah. are you like a shoestring guy? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 No, that's not a good fry. What do you, What do you got going there? I, I I think I'm on board with the sushi and the sashimi appetizer. Um, no, no, no. It's got to be the main. No, no, the, the, no. I don't that, want that's, this to turn into a five minute thing. No, okay? I, I, I would I would go with some a, a really good ribeye, maybe like a tomahawk steak. Okay. And then I original. Well, I mean, you're you're putting me on the spot. I'd have to really think, but and then for dessert, I would probably go with like a, a really good creme brulee or like a homemade ice cream with some cherries and just like a a, a banana split sundae. I think would be my dessert. Oh, sundae would be good. A little soft ice cream. Oh yes, yes. Got to go. Got to go with the banana split. Yeah, that's uh, that's huge. So, a banana split so you're a going time. burgers and, and burgers and fries. Terrible fries. Yeah. Um, Chapman's going sushi, sushi and, and steak. And tomahawk steak. And I'm going sushi. sushi just like wall to wall sushi. Sushi, yeah. Yeah. You guys are lame. Uh, we are going to uh, bring in catching up with Chapman as uh, we roll on, but uh, make sure you book it. Uh, Brandon Brisson in the national semifinals tomorrow, the Frozen Four of the NCAA men's ice hockey tournament. It's uh, that's what you say when you talk about NCAA. It's ice hockey uh, at the Olympics as well. Uh, that's at two o'clock tomorrow on ESPN. Catching up with Chapman's next on Fox Sports Las Vegas. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for catching up with Chapman. 
Vancouver, Vegas, round two of three over nine days. Coming away tonight at T-Mobile Arena. Christopher? Hi, Darren. So a couple things I just want to add. We talked about the Frozen Four, or you talked about the Frozen Four in the last segment. 2026 Frozen Four will be at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, so not too far away. Next few years, Amelie Arena, XL Energy in St. Paul, and then the Enterprise Center in St. Louis, and then 2026. So it'll be right here in Las Vegas, so that's really cool. Um, you guys talked yesterday about Jack Hughes. Found this stat about Jack Hughes. Amazing. He played 49 games this season. Zero penalty minutes for Jack Hughes the entire season. Never never picked up a penalty. And earlier in the show, you talked about the final day of the season. One sticks out for me, and it was 1996. The New Jersey Devils were the defending Stanley Cup champions, and they needed to beat the worst team in the league to clinch a playoff spot. That team was the Ottawa Senators. The Devils lost that game 5-2, thus became the first defending Stanley Cup champion in 26 years to fail to make the playoffs. Jacques Lemaire was the coach of the Devils that year. Jacques Lemaire also on that team that failed to make the playoffs 26 years before. So uh little little history lesson for the final day of the season. And unfortunately, it involves the team I grew up watching. I remember, I remember, and I remember the players on the bench crying when they lost that game to Ottawa. See these games in hand? Not anything that are guaranteed. Keep that in mind when we're talking about Nashville and Dallas. Although Edmonton and L.A., things are pretty even right now, and Vegas tonight will be playing the same number of games after this evening as the uh, Los Angeles Kings, and they can get within a couple of points of third place in the Pacific. Uh, looking forward to this one so much. Uh, should be a little bit of uh, bad blood. I always find the middle games on these sets uh, the most entertaining when it comes to feistiness. You got to think that uh, there'll be a little bit of that going on tonight. Yeah, Probably. I'm amazed at when I when I look at Vancouver's roster, how many first and second round draft picks they have on their roster. Like almost half the roster is made up of guys who were first and second round picks, and I know it's amazing that they just can't ever seem to get it get it together. Well, they did. They had it together. They just had themselves such a big hole at the start of the year. And well, it, but even even the year that they they played Vegas in the in the playoffs. Oh, you're meaning all time. All time, yeah. Like like I mean, they're a team that's that's loaded. A lot of really good players. They're just not very good as a team. Chamber of Commerce would like to book Chris Chapman for a motivational speak in the Lower Mainland. Oh, I love the Lower Mainland. Sign me up for that. Yeah. What's your favorite part? Gastown. Oh, that's, the that's the lower mainland part. Oh. <laughs> uh, the uh, pregame show for the Vegas Golden Knights and the Vancouver Canucks is coming up uh, for Vegas. Search for sixth win in a row. A sixth win in a row on home ice and get back into a playoff position. They win tonight. They leapfrog Dallas and are tied for the first wildcard spot with Nashville. But you gotta win these games. Pre-game show with Ryan Wallace is coming up on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Enjoy.